Hello, everyone. This is the JML for Real podcast. Yes, that is right. This is the JML for Real podcast, and this is your host JML coming at you solo today with his Week Nine Power Ranking Show. Yes, that is right. We will be ranking the teams. We will be looking at their upcoming opponents, see how they've done recently, see what key moves have happened, uh, what you know, injuries or trades or so on and so forth. All the things that would affect where a team would be in the power rankings and uh, just a little bit of an overall evaluation for the team this season. All right. So without further ado, we will be jumping right into this and we will be starting off with our 32nd spot. That is the Houston Texans holding it down for, uh, yeah, for, for, for the last few weeks and for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, Houston Texans, uh, Tyrod Taylor is back this week, so maybe that means something. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed watching Davis Mills do his little weird pseudo comeback last week, but, it, you know, at the same time, it's, uh, I, I, you know, the season's already lost. Why not see what the rookie has to offer, you know, more? So it's not like Tyrod's going to suddenly turn you around and put, make you a playoff team. They are one and seven. Uh, they do not play this. Um, uh, no, they they play at Miami this week. So there, you know, there's a chance that they're they're facing another bad team. So there's a chance that they have a win. Um, one of the most noteworthy stories of this week is that uh, you know um, the trade deadline came and went, and Deshaun Watson is still on the Houston Texans roster. So uh, yeah, that was never going to change. Um, no team wants the risk. No team wants the clubhouse cancer that is Deshaun Watson. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that because honestly, I don't think it's that big of a story uh, because it's something that I saw coming for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, so they're stuck with him. And, uh, you know, we're now at this point in time, just waiting out the, the civil and criminal charges. All right, moving up the list, uh, Detroit Lions moved down one from where they were last week, the 0-8 Detroit Lions. Uh, they are on a bye this week, so uh, so they don't lose this week. Uh, the Lions lost in horrible blowout fashion to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, really when it comes down to it, one of the reasons why they've been ranked up a little higher despite being winless was because uh, they were strappy. Well, they, they did not show any of that this week versus Philadelphia. Um, really, you know, in a quiet trade deadline, they, they, don't, they don't really have any hope this year so there's no point in trading for someone and they don't really have a bunch of players that they'd be willing to give up that other teams would value so so yeah it's a bad situation for Detroit um if any team is going to take that bottom spot away from the Houston Texans it will be Detroit Lions let's see if and when this win is coming all right moving right up the list to the 30th spot down two spots from their previous week is the Jacksonville Jaguars on a record of one and six and it's only going to get worse because they play host to the Buffalo Bills this week. And, uh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. So, um, yeah, Jacksonville came back and uh, uh, off their bye week and had a very winnable game at Seattle, or what I thought was very a winnable game because Seattle, without Russell Wilson, hasn't looked that great. Well, uh, Tyler Lockett went off on them. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, um, uh, Jaguars got blown out by a Seahawks team without Russell Wilson that has struggled against everybody else. I think that just shows how bad this Jacksonville Jaguars team is. And Urban Meyer just continues to hit new lows as the head coach. Um, be very interesting to see if he survives. Uh, yeah, if, if he survives this full season. Uh, moving up this list, 
uh, where they were last week, the Miami Dolphins at one and seven. Uh, they do play host to the Houston Texans this week, so maybe that could help correct them a little. You know, it's 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 not good. Uh, they played Buffalo tight for about a half last week, and then Buffalo just went off on them in the second half. It's yeah, there are flashes of brilliance. Like Tua is starting to establish himself a little bit more, but really as a whole, this defense is not what it was supposed to be. And um, this, you know, yes, we're getting stuff from Waddle, Gasecki, Parker. But at the end of the day, it's not enough for the Miami Dolphins to be a competitive team this year, especially at one and seven. Now in last place in the AFC East. Moving up the list, down one spot from where they were the previous week, the Washington football team at two and six. Uh, they lost to Denver. Like they lost to another, they lost to another team that they could have beaten, that they should have beaten, in my opinion. I actually thought that Washington was a better team than Denver. Turns out that Washington's just a really bad team. This defense is not going to show up. There's still there's way too much going on in uh, in the passing game, so on and so forth. Um, like, like, it's not uh, oh, not in the passing game. Like that 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 offense is just not um, as good as it was a few weeks ago. The defense continues to not be that great. Uh, now, maybe some of this is uh, their defense looked a little better last week, that, but that was as a result of playing the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos really aren't known for offense, and maybe their offense struggled a little because it was the Denver Broncos defense. So, so, so we'll take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, at the same time, it's, this is not the season that the Washington football, football team signed up for. And, uh, yeah, you can tell that it's just getting more out of control each and every single week. Moving up to the 27th spot, down four spots from the previous league, the Atlanta Falcons at three and four. Um, Atlanta falls for multiple reasons, but we're going to touch on the, the, the big storyline first. Calvin Ridley has walked away from the game for mental health issues. Uh, this leaves the Atlanta Falcons without their top wide receiver on an offense that was just starting to find itself. Um, Ridley is now gone, so guys like Russell Gage and uh, Tajay Sharp are going to have to step up. Um, I, I don't know if either one of them can step up, step up in that top role. Yes, Kyle Pitts was good, uh, ha has been emerging, but he this past week he was shadowed by Stephon Gilmore and basically taken out. So um, if that's anything of the signs to come, uh, Kyle Pitts is going to be getting the top corner frack from the other team and may, may not be doing all that great. Like the breakout might be slowed because of the whole, because he'll be drawing the, you know, the Jair Alexanders and the, uh, and the Travis Whites of the league. So uh, who knows this past week without Calvin Ridley and with uh, Pitts getting uh, shadowed um, this high powered Atlanta Falcons offense was held to 13 points, looked absolutely abysmal. Cordell Patterson still had a touchdown, but most of the rest of the offense you know, didn't do much of anything. Uh, Matt Ryan went back to struggling. Um, yeah, I get it. Carolina is a, it's, it's a great defense. Uh, but the Atlanta, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys ripped through. And I, I'm not comparing the Atlanta Falcons offense to the Dallas Cowboys offense. But the Dallas Cowboys offense ripped through this Carolina defense. We, we just needed to see some signs of life. 
a second touchdown with the extra point, Atlanta wins this game and everything feels a little bit different because that, you know, that they win a dirty game with Carolina. Um, right now it looks if Atlanta is going to be facing good defenses that they have no chance in the game whatsoever. Um, so yeah, Atlanta falls with the Calvin Ridley news and the, and the bad loss to the Carolina Panthers. Up five spots from their previous week to the 26th spot is the New York Jets at the record of two and five. Uh, they play tonight, Thursday night football at Indianapolis. I don't know how that game's going to go, but the, the big story of why the Jets jumped up, Mike freaking White. Um, yeah, uh, he became just the he became the just the second player in NFL history to throw for 400 yards in their first ever start. He became the third New York Jet, the first since Vinny Twesterberti over 20 years ago to throw for 400 yards. And um, you know he has Jets fans believing he has play he has uh, experts around the league believing that. This could be the start of new things. Michael Carter went off really big at running back. The defense, uh, the defense did enough against a high-powered Bengals offense. Oh yeah, they got this win this past week with Mike White against a really good Bengals team that was at that point in time sitting atop the AFC. So uh, this could just be a fluke. This could just be a Bengal letdown from a big win and a Jet uh, comeback from from bad loss. We'll see more tonight when they take on the Indianapolis Colts. But, um, yeah, I, honestly, this is the first thing in a long while to give the Jets fans some level of optimism. Um, they also were able to uh, uh, add an offensive lineman to help out a little bit in a trade with Kansas City. They, uh, they, they added uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. So I don't know much about him, but it was noteworthy that that happened on the, uh, at the trade deadline. Moving up to the 25th spot in the same spot I had them last week with Seattle Seahawks with a record of three and five. Congrats, Seattle. You, you found a way to beat a bad team without your franchise quarterback. Um, you know, and you're going into your bye week. So we're getting closer to having your franchise quarterback back. You know, let, let's see what happens. Let's see if he's back after the bye week. Let's see if he, when he comes back, if he's completely healthy. Um, at this point in time, you know, it's they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars without Russell Wilson. Uh, that is not enough to move them up in the list, in my opinion. But it certainly isn't going to have them moving down. And when Russell Wilson comes back, and if he is healthy, that will be enough to start moving them up again. So they stopped the bleeding and gave themselves a little bit of a chance in this season. Moving up the list to 24, the Denver Broncos at 4-4, four and four, up two spots from the previous week. Uh, really tough test going to Dallas this week to take on uh, the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to shut down the Washington football team offense. Uh, this Dallas Cowboy offense cannot be shut down. Uh, this is not going to be a pretty game. But, you know, at the very least, they beat Washington. They showed that they're not amongst the bottom dwellers in the league. Uh, once again, though, they beat a team that was worse than them. You know, it's they're not they're not world breakers or anything. You know, they beat the. Uh, the, the Jets, they beat the Giants, they beat the Washington football team, and they beat, beat the Texans, but at least they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They're not a good team, but they beat the teams that are worse. So, you know, step in the right direction. 
They also added Kenny Young, a uh, linebacker from the Rams. So uh, the linebacker problems that they continue to have on, on defense, uh, uh, you know, as one disappears after another with, with, with injury, uh, they now have Kenny Young thrown in that role. Uh, they did trade away Von Miller. So I probably could have knocked them a little more down for that. But, uh, you know, honestly, the teams that are below them belong uh, beneath them. Uh, the Cowboys game is that much harder by the fact that uh, Noah Fant is uh, sitting out COVID this week. So, but yeah, you know, they were never expected to win this game at any point in time anyway. Moving up the list, the New York Giants at two and six, up one from the previous week. Uh, yeah, a, a two and six team above a four and five team, uh, a, a four and four team. Um, you know, honestly, I know they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, but that game looked so much better for the New York Giants than it did for the Kansas City Chiefs. They turned them over again. That defense is completely legit. Uh, Saquon Barkley is coming back soon. Hopefully, uh, it, it seems that way. Kenny Galladay is coming back now. Kadarius Tony's back. Um, so, you know, this offense is starting to write itself a little. Devonta Booker has been good in Saquon's absence. This And this defense is full force. Austin Johnson, Leonard Leonard Williams, huge problems up the center for, for opponents. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I really think that the Giants are headed the right direction, despite the fact that they lost. So and that's why I moved them up one spot. Uh, a real test, this, a really good test this week. They play host to the Las Vegas Raiders. In the 22nd spot, I had the Chicago Bears down five from the previous week at the record of three and five. They will be going to Pittsburgh this coming week. Um, and honestly, I don't see much hope for them. Uh, they played San Francisco this past week. Uh, it looked like Justin Fields was going to have a little bit of a breakout game. He did have a little bit of a breakout game, but when it all came down to it, that defense that has been better in recent weeks just completely disappeared against the 49ers in the second half. The 49ers, a team that hasn't been scoring a ton this year, uh, on anyone put up a 33 spot in them. Yeah, part of this is good for the 49ers. Uh, Debo Samuel continued to be amazing. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is the real deal. But at the same time, the Bears needed to continue uh, the progression with the defense, and they didn't. Matt, Matt Nagy was out that week, and uh, it looked like the defense suffered as a result of it. Um, but, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, the week when the offense starts to get together a little, the defense doesn't show up. Who knows how many times this offense is going to get together? Who knows if this was a real breakout for Fields? Maybe there's a positive to be taken away from it if he does it well again this coming week. But, um, you know, we're really just going to have to see. Okay, moving up to the 21st spot at the record of three and five, up one from last week, is the Philadelphia Eagles. A um, little bit of trade news. They were able to pick up uh, Terry Vincent from uh, Denver for a six-round pick. So uh, it helps the – Linebacker, uh, not linebacker, cornerback core a little, but, um, you know, honestly, it's not that big of a move as a whole. They play host to the Los Angeles Chargers this week. You know, honestly, if Philadelphia Eagles want to, if, if they want to make the statement and really get back into the standings, they, they have to, um, you know, yeah, get, get back into the, into a potential playoff picture. They have to beat the Chargers this week. Chargers are coming in after, um, after another rough loss. Uh, so, so yeah, let, let's, you know, let's see what happens there. They d Philly did do what they had to do this past week. They beat up on Detroit. 
They demoralized the scrappy team. So I'm not going to get too excited because it is Detroit. It is a winless team. Uh, but if they were somehow find a way to beat the Chargers this week, they'll be jumping up in my standings yet again. All right. At the 20th spot, the Carolina Panthers at four and four. Same spot I had them last week. I get it. They had a nice win over the Falcons. They controlled what was going to be a high-powered offense. But uh, the teams ahead of them just, you know, teams did fall in front of them, but those teams are still better. And the teams ahead of them are just are, are still better teams. Uh, you know, the truth is, until Carolina figures out what's going on with the offense, which, by the way, they're starting P.J. Walker this week instead of Sam Darnold because of a really bad hit that Darnold took this past week. So, it, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Carolina is a team with a great defense with a poor offense, and they have to figure out what's going on on offense in order to really make a dent in this playoff picture at all. But the good news for them, they're not out of it. They're four and four. They won a game to equalize, uh, uh, to equalize their record. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they can turn it around. Uh, they have to turn around against a tough opponent this week as they play host to the New England Patriots. Clocking at 19, down seven spots. Yes, down seven spots. This is the lowest, this is the steepest fall. Uh, I guess the deepest fall, the lowest point um, that I dropped any team this week is the four and four Cleveland Browns. You know, I have been high on Cleveland for a while. Um, you guys know that I made Cleveland my Super Bowl pick for the AFC. Uh, I'm, yeah, the dysfunction going on with Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I don't know when we're getting Kareem Hunt back. Uh, Baker and Chubb looked still banged up despite the fact that they started last week. The defense did look good. But part of that is the Steelers' offense isn't that great. So, you know, it's. I, I know the Browns defense is, is a really good defense. Uh, the sacks with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and, uh, you know, uh, overall just one of the better defenses in the league as a whole. But it's gone from – I'm not saying the offense is, is, is bad because the offense still has great potential, but there is such dysfunction. There is uh, – Odell probably played his last game for the, for the Cleveland Browns. He has not been – willing to practice this week. His agents have been talking with the team. They tried to move him at the trade deadline. They couldn't move him. He has become a little bit, he has become toxic in the locker room and he's taking people with him. There, there are players that are on OBJ's side that aren't on Baker's side. There, there are people that think that uh, Baker has ruined OBJ's career. So like, I'm, I'm just looking and I'm kind of like, wow, this is, uh, this is a team falling apart from the inside. This is a team with so much potential that's falling apart from the inside. Uh, they need to find some way to stop the bleeding this week. Uh, you know, they, they go to Cincinnati and they take on the Bengals, the team that's in first in the division right now. If they can find a way to beat the Bengals, they can move back up this list. But a bad loss to the Steelers, a Steelers team that was playing without a place kicker. So this could have been a much worse loss. Like, this, this could have easily been a... Uh, uh, 23 to 10 sort of deal uh they're just lucky it, it was where where it was um yeah so they they can write the ship a little if they can go into cincinnati and get a win but there's still dysfunction they have to find some sort of way to purge it completely and uh if that means cutting odell beckham jr then cut odell beckham jr all right so moving up the list at 
the 18th spot, down two spots from their previous week, is the 4-4 four and four against the Chiefs. I don't get it. A lot of people move the Chiefs up in their power rankings as a result of beating the Giants. There was never a point at all, in my opinion, in which the Chiefs and the Giants should have been viewed as a good game. Period. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from a Giants fan. I don't want to hear it from the whole stepping up to uh, step up to big opponents. There was never a point in time when this should have been a good game. And honestly, it wasn't. The first half was marred with turnovers by Patrick Mahomes. The Giants just never ran away with it. I actually thought the Giants played a much better game than the Chiefs considering potential and whatnot. So I'm not giving the Chiefs a plus for beating a team that they should have beaten. I'm not. They played a close game with a team that they should have blown out. They were three and four. They were coming off their worst loss of the season. They needed a statement win and they didn't get it. Period. I don't want to hear about the, the Chiefs are lucky that, that they're facing a Packers team without Aaron Rodgers this week. So, like, and, you know, I have to see how they win that game, if they win that game. I, I don't even know that losing Aaron Rodgers puts Chiefs, the Chiefs into the same category as the Packers. And that's saying a lot. Very disappointed with this team. They needed to come out and blow it out. But they did have a good week. As far as trades, they added Melvin Ingram uh, to help with the pass rushing situation. They gave him a six to the Jets, uh, to the Steelers for that. And they added uh, some tight end support uh, from the Jets and Dan Brown. Uh, that was part of the uh, duvernay Tardif trade. So who knows? Maybe they can do something. Maybe they can shut me up and turn it all around versus Green Bay this week with a nice convincing win. But I kind of feel that they're going to be somewhere just below the middle of the pack again next week when, when it comes time to evaluate them. In the 17th spot, I put the Minnesota Vikings down three from last week at a record of three and four. Uh, yeah, uh, Minnesota, who did Minnesota play? Uh, they played Dallas this past week without Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush, Jamari Cooper won the game. Um, you know, the truth is it was in Minnesota. It was a primetime game. Your opponent didn't have their starting quarterback, and you lost the game. Uh, I'm not sure there's many positives to take away from that. Minnesota has played close. They've played teams close all year. But the truth is they have to start winning some of these games, and they're really not winning enough of them. So the Minnesota Vikings uh, at 3-4, and four, going into Baltimore this week, you know, it's – they just need to, they need that uh, win. They, they, they need that win that doesn't come down to the last second because it just kind of feels like when the, the Vikings wait until the final drive to have the game decided, whether it's their drive or their opponent's drive, most of the time it just doesn't work out for them unless it's against the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving up is at the 16th spot is the Pittsburgh Steelers up three spots from last week. 
I'm not 100% convinced of the four and three Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not 100% convinced that the Pittsburgh Steelers are here because of them or whether it was because they ran into a very dysfunctional, beat-up Cleveland Browns team. But I did like what I saw this past week, which is why I moved about spots. Um, T.J. Watt is amazing. Uh, that defense as a whole, Schobert, Bush, et cetera, they're just amazing. They, they clamp down completely. That offense is still struggling. But they keep on pounding it to Najee Harris. And, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some big plays from uh, – Johnson and Claypool, but, you know, it's clear that Ben isn't what he used to be. Um, maybe Pittsburgh can continue to win with defense this year. Maybe they can't. I need to see them against a better opponent. I still don't feel like I'm going to know a lot about them this coming week because they're facing a Chicago Bears team that they're hosting a Chicago Bears team that's going downhill. This, this should be an easy win for them. So maybe they can turn, maybe they can impress me a little and put up a, uh, a uh, you know a, a 35 spot on this Bears team who knows um, if they can do that I might move them up a few more spots if if it's another close win over a team that I feel that um, is in a bad situation like the Bears I'm probably going to keep them somewhere in the same spot they did lose Chris Boswell so that game was more challenging um, they lost them on a fake field goal uh, where, where he just held on to it for too long stupid play probably the stupidest play of week eight. Um, they did bring in Josh Lambeau, so who knows? Um, yeah, at least they have a kicker on the roster this week. Checking in at the 15th spot, up six spots from the previous week. It's the four and four New England Patriots. Color me impressed. Um, I didn't think the Patriots were beating the Chargers at all. I took that as one of my locks this past week for, you know, for, for those of you who listened to the pick show. Um, yeah. Um, they beat a really good Chargers team that needed a win that was coming off of a bye after a blowout loss. Uh, mad props. They limited the passing game as a whole, limited uh, Her Herbert, limited Williams. Uh, Allen had, had a few good catches, but um, yeah. And the Chargers did make plays, but the, the Patriots made more. Congrats to Adrian Phillips for sealing the win. And uh, yeah. At this point in time, we are, uh, and they and they go to Carolina to take on the Panthers this week. Uh, a very winnable game for that. At this point in time, I'd like to take a pause to promote the J-Mill for Real community and uh, join it on Facebook. Become a part of it. Make your picks against uh, make your picks against the quote unquote experts, <laughs> um, and, and interact with the league. So uh, definitely uh, be become a part of the J-Mill for Real community. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you to World and Sport for allowing me to write uh, for them. Uh, check out my uh, – every Monday, check out my recap from the previous Sunday. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, follow that because, you know, they have a lot of great uh, stories for sports around the world. Thank you to Anchor for hosting this podcast. And we will be jumping back in. Also, I mentioned Adrian Phillips just now. Hashtag IDP awareness. Uh, whenever a player does – uh, whenever a defensive player does something that just really impresses you, helps your fantasy team win, helps your team win, uh, just make that make that post about uh, make that tweet, that Instagram about uh, uh, about that player. You know, slap up the picture and uh, hashtag it IDP awareness. That's individual defensive player awareness. Let's get the movement rolling. All right, going to the 14th spot, up four from the previous week is the three and four San Francisco 49ers. 
maybe I jumped them too high, but I was I was impressed by the fact that, that this team um, won by multiple scores, and I was impressed by the fact that they scored over 30. And even more so, I was impressed by Elijah Mitchell's performance. I really think that they have the pieces in place uh, for this offense to break out in the second half of the season and for this defense to be just as good. Brandon Ayuk had his best game of the season. Elijah Mitchell continues to turn it on as a rookie. Debo Samuel continues to be one of the top two or three wide receivers in football right now. And, uh, yeah, everything's clicking. This defense looking good. Bosa and Warner as good as ever. Um, they just have to make sure to continue a win streak here. They also uh, they also added a, uh, a piece in a trade. Uh, it is uh, Charles Omeniu. So uh, from, from the Houston Texans. And uh, yeah, they have a very tough opponent this week. If they could find some way to knock off the Arizona Cardinals when they're hosting them, though, they will jump right back up into being completely relevant, both on this, uh, yeah, both in the uh, both in the standings in the NFL, the NFC playoff picture, and in my power rankings. So big game for them this week. At number 13, we have the three and five Indianapolis Colts. I did not move them from this past week. They play tonight as hosts to the New York Jets. Uh, I get it. They just came off a loss to the Tennessee Titans, but wow, what what a what a game. They really just um, they, they really just challenged them on all levels. And the Titans are a really good team. This Colts team has turned it around. Unfortunately, they've taken two close losses to really good teams in the last four weeks. And that's why their record isn't better. But I'm not going to, you know, this Colts team could easily be five and three at this point in time. So they, they've been a really good team for uh, quite a bit of the season. Uh, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, uh, Kenny Moore continued to star for the defense. Wentz looks like he's turned the corner on the offense. This offense has gotten healthy. People are back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is still, uh, still amazing. Michael Pittman is is a breakout star receiver, and Carson Wentz is getting the sport on offense. This is what we thought this Colts team could be coming into the season. And not if the injuries are over, let the good times roll. Uh, they have the Jets tonight. So, um, yeah, um, they should should win this game. Uh, you know, it pains me to say it as a Jets fan, especially with Mike White mania heating up. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – this is a this is a game that they should win, and probably will win. So, moving up to the 12th spot is the Los Angeles Chargers, down three from the previous week. Their record is four and three. They play at Philly this week. They need to go into Philadelphia and just make sure the Eagles are out of this game. Honestly, this is a bad back-to-back loss stretch that they've had with the bye week in the middle, uh, getting blown out by the Baltimore Ravens, and then losing. That, that tight game to New England Patriots, this is not this is something they need to recover from and recover from in a big way. I still believe in the talent. I still believe in Brandon Staley. I still believe in Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa and Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the, the Derwin James. The talent is all over the place on this offense and defense. I still believe they can be one of the best teams in the league. But really, at this point in time, they need to step it up. They need to get back in the first. And they need to just make it pretty clear to the Philadelphia Eagles that yeah, no, we're the better team. All right, moving up the list to the 11th spot, down three from the previous week is the five and three Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Like, 
if you were going to be considered one of the elite teams of this league, you had to beat the Jets when you face them. Um, especially, especially when you face them on full power. Like, everyone was there. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, uh, Logan, uh, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, the Trey Hendrickson, uh, Von Bell, just face, everyone was there. That defense that has been looking really good gave up 34 points to a completely unknown quarterback. That offense was not able to close the gap when they had, you know, when when, when they had the chance. They 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 got turned over. Uh, they got turned over. They didn't jump. Uh, they didn't jump off early. They had to play uh, some catch up for the Jets early. Um, it's a bad loss for the team. The Bengals can still be a really good team. The Bengals could still be one of the top teams in the AFC, but they need to recover from this. They need to recover from it in a major way uh, and just go out and beat the divisional opponent that is on their schedule ahead of them right now. And that is the Cleveland Browns. Top 10. Las Vegas Raiders, five and two up one spot from last week. They were on their bye. Uh, they moved up basically because Cincinnati fell out of the top 10. So, you know, this is, so this isn't a real move up. This is, things kind of stayed the same, um, but they really didn't say the same. Uh, we're going to get into the tragic story of Henry Ruggs here. Take a moment to, a sobering moment on the show. Um, and just, I'm going to get on a high horse for a moment here. Yeah, if you're going to consume alcohol to that level, do not get behind the wheel of a car, period. It is selfish. It is idiotic. It is dangerous. Because Henry Ruggs was irresponsible, because he was selfish, because he was the most uh, because of not just lack of judgment but because of a lack of care for his fellow man a person is dead today you guys all heard the story i, I i'll do a quick recap um he was he was going uh, upwards of 150 mile an hour in the residential area. Upon impact, it was a 125 mile an hour impact in a residential area. He was drunk uh, behind the wheel of the car, almost two times the, the legal uh, limit. He had a loaded gun in the car too. I don't know what that has to do with the story, but uh, who knows what was going on there. And a person in the other car died. The car burst into flames. He is going to jail. His career may very well be over. I don't know what the charges are that are going against. I don't know if they're going to try to stick something. Uh, you know, he's obviously charged with the DUI. He's out. He's obviously getting charged with some level of manslaughter. We'll find out more as the story develops. Um, a life, multiple lives ruined by a poor, selfish, and really. Like, I don't want to minimize it by saying immature because honestly, it's 
I'm I'm just gonna call it malicious. If you don't like if you don't like me calling it what it is, anyone who gets behind the wheel of a car drunk, anyone who knows they're gonna get drunk and hasn't made arrangements for a ride is doing so with malicious intent. Period. I don't want to argue this, you know, and I I don't I don't give a care at all if you disagree with me. You are wrong and you are part of the problem, if that's the case. Okay, so uh, so yeah, the Henry Ruggs thing happened. Um, it's a it's a loss for the Raiders. He was their deep threat. They're gonna look for more probably from Zay Jones as it goes forward. This team has faced adversity this season that has bounced back. I'm sure it'll bounce back from this one too, and I'm sure that this team will continue to unite and get stronger as a result of it. Um, my heart goes out to the family that lost uh, uh, a wife, a mother, and uh, my, my, my prayers go out to them too. And I really just hope that they can find, find some sort of comfort in this rough time. And uh, yeah, hard to come back from that one, but uh, you know, we got to show to finish. So in the ninth spot, we have the Baltimore Ravens up one from this previous week, also at the record of five and two. Uh, they benefited again from the fact that uh, the teams like the Chargers and the Bengals fell in the top 10. So they go up on their bye week. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, they placed, hosted a Minnesota Vikings this week, and uh, they have a chance to get that nasty Bengal loss out of their mouths. And uh, yeah. Um, Yes, I did put them above the Bengals despite the fact that they lost because obviously that game doesn't happen the same way twice. And uh, yeah, so Baltimore gets a chance. They are back for a tie in first place in the division and they have a chance to move forward with a, uh, with, with, with a clean slate now that the Bengals have lost. So um, they, they, need, they, they need this win over the Vikings. So like, you know, Vikings are a team that are supposed to beat. So yeah, get it done, Baltimore. In the eighth spot, down one from the previous week, is the six and two Tennessee Titans. Um, wow, the, the headlines are rough this week. Uh, yeah, the Titans could have could have should have easily moved up off of this win because it was an impressive win. Um, but it, um, you know, if you keep on running the same guy over and over and over and over again, you know, you're giving him forty plus touches multiple times. Uh, eventually he's going to wear out a little. We all thought Derrick Henry, King Henry was indestructible. And yeah, turns out that he's not. And uh, he's going to miss uh, at least six to 10 weeks this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, with a, with a Jones fracture in his foot. So um, yeah, no King Henry. Uh, what is life like for the Titans without King Henry? Uh, they did bring in Adrian Peterson. Uh, they did bring in Dante Foreman. They do have Jeremy Nichols. So uh, who knows what that's going to look like? Uh, you know, you want to take something positive out of it? Ryan Tannehill's snapped his funk and he's looking really good. And A.J. Brown is looking unstoppable right now. Uh, who knows when Julio's going to be back? Um, but yeah, uh, King Henry on the sideline is not the look the Titans want. Now, who knows? Maybe, maybe they can overcome this. Maybe they can go out and 
win in Los Angeles against the Rams this week. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say about that because it just doesn't feel like the Titans should even remotely be in this game against the Rams without King Henry. But, you know, this is time for Ryan Tannehill to step it up, put this team on his back, and uh, silence everybody who's calling him a game manager. Seriously. Like, I don't know why people still call him a game manager at this point. I know I have a co-host. Yeah, yeah, that's you, Mr. Rarig, who calls Ryan Tannehill a game manager. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to go out and, and win stuff for his team. Um, I don't think at Los Angeles Rams is, is the good test to see what he can do because with Henry, I actually would find the Rams to be a better team than the Titans. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the Rams up on this list in a moment. So, uh, but yeah, uh, life without Derrick Henry for at least six weeks begins now. And no more difficult way for it to begin than at Los Angeles. Up to the seventh spot. This is my highest rise this week, my highest climb. I am finally giving them the respect that many people thought they should have been given all along. Um, maybe I'm late. I still don't feel comfortable about it. But I have risen the New Orleans Saints into my top 10 for the first time this season. I have a record of 5-2. and two. I don't know why I did it this week. Yeah, I know they beat the Buccaneers. But they swept the Buccaneers in the regular season last year. This was kind of, I don't know, this kind of felt like what was going to happen, in my opinion. So I, so I don't know why I rose them this week, but it's just getting to the point where, you know, they have the uh, other win over the other elite team. You know, they've now beaten Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And I, I get it that I've referred to the Green Bay one as an anomaly multiple multiple times, but now they have officially beaten two of the two of the debatably top five teams in the league. Um, I, I have both ranked in the top five, so maybe I, you know, and five and two just looks like a more impressive record as a whole. So maybe that's why I did it. Um, they have Atlanta this week. I mean, who, who really thinks they're going to lose to Atlanta? Uh, it, then again, the Saints team has done a lot of weird Um so who knows? Maybe they do lose to Atlanta. I will say this, and I, you know what? I hate to be the guy with uh, Jameis Winston injured. I think this team is better. Um, <laughs> and I am automatically regretting saying that on air. Uh, you know, I think this team's going to do better with Taysom Hill than they did. I think this offense is going to do better with Taysom Hill than they did with uh, Jameis Winston. I also think Taysom Hill sets up the defense in a better position because it gives more clock control to the offense. So really, I, I think that Taysom Hill starting, I feel like he should have started from the beginning. Um, the, the passing game, I, I don't think the passing yard total will go up, but I think the offensive efficiency will go up because he adds elements to the running game that Winston doesn't add. And uh, yeah, I actually think that... Um, uh, Winston being done for the season is a blessing in disguise. And that the New Orleans Saints with Taysom Hill will take off from here. And if they don't, yeah, Cam Newton's always available, right? Okay, so uh, moving to the number six spot is the Buffalo Bills, down two from the previous week at the record of five and two. Uh, yeah, you know, how can a team win and move down two spots? Easy. You played the Miami Dolphins. 
and you allowed them to hang around for a half. You know, you, you just came off of a bye week after a bad loss to the Titans. This was supposed to be the week where you came out and you're kind of like, you, you know, you reestablish yourself, you put up the 40 plus, you win by 20 plus, and, you know, all is forgiven and forgotten. No, you know, they, they allowed the Dolphins to hang around for half the game. They only put up 26 points in the game. Yeah, that is the formula to a top five team falling to number six. So get it right against Jacksonville this week. Go into Jacksonville, win this game 45 to, uh, to, uh, to 10, and uh, maybe I'll look to bump you up a little. But um, if you play Jacksonville close for half a game, <laughs> you're falling again. So next, in the fifth spot, my top five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and two, down two from their previous week. I'm sure that they'll work their way back up because, you know, honestly, I probably shouldn't find as harsh for, for lost to New Orleans. But, you know, the truth is there were other teams that deserved to go up this week, and the Buccaneers are coming off a loss in which, in which Tom Brady cost them the game. It's not going to happen often. Um, for some reason, the Saints have the Bucs figured out. Uh, I, again, on something that we probably saw coming, maybe I shouldn't have jumped the Saints up and knocked uh, the Bucks down a collective 10 spots between the two of them. But uh, at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, Green Bay, Dallas, and, and the Rams all, all had big statements this week, and I, I couldn't bring myself to drop Arizona below Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah. So Tampa Bay, still a great team, still a top five team in the NFL, still a team with title hopes. But at the same time, it's, you know, a uh, rough loss to New Orleans this week. Then they're going into a bye, so they have to live with that loss for another week. And uh, we'll see how they respond coming out of it. Hopefully that secondary is healthy and his team can begin to move forward from there. All right, down to the fourth spot, down three spots from the previous week, the Previous number one in all of my ranking shows, the Arizona Cardinals have fallen three spots and have collected their first loss, fallen to seven and one. Uh, overreaction, maybe, but uh, you know, we got to see what the Kyler Murray injury looks like. So part of this is, I, I if the if the Cardinals just lost a close game without any casualties whatsoever with A.J. Green looking like he was trying hard and Kyler Murray healthy and J.J. Uh, Watt not done for the season, then I might still have them number one. But the fact that A.J. Green looks like he nailed it in, the fact that Kyler Murray hurt his foot, and the fact that J.J. Watt is done for the season just kind of makes me a little hesitant about saying that the Cardinals are the best team in football. Because, you know, it's – Watt was – was the catalyst that was bringing that defense together. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, a guy like Jordan Hook, uh, Jordan Hicks is going to step up, become that catalyst, maybe Chandler Jones, maybe somebody else, Buda Baker. But they're going to need a little while to get over these losses, these blows. And honestly, we're going to have to figure out, uh, like, what was just the Thursday night? Or was he tired? Like, I, I don't know. Like, um, is is what A.J. Green did, did, what he did, was it just something, a weird anomaly, or is there something going on behind the scenes that we don't know? So, yeah, um, more to Arizona could easily rise back to the top spot within the coming weeks, but um, 
you know, go out, go to San Francisco, beat the 49ers, and uh, we'll reevaluate you next week. All right, up three spots in the previous week is the Green Bay Packers at the record of second uh, seven and one. I know a lot of people moved them up to the top spot this week. I didn't because honestly, I feel there are teams. I feel there's a definite team that's more deserving of the top spot, and um, I've been more impressed by the team I put in the second spot. So um, the Packers make a a, a three part jump. They go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs this week. And, uh, yeah, let's see what they do. Maybe if they dismantle the Chiefs, they can move up a little farther. Um, here's the deal. They have to do it without Aaron Rodgers, though, because Aaron Rodgers has caught COVID. Devontae Adams comes back. Aaron Rodgers exits. So that's another reason why that's another reason why I didn't jump them all the way up to one, because, uh, yeah, um, not playing with Rodgers this week very much puts the Chiefs in this game. So let's see what happens. Let's see how the recovery timetable goes. And let's just see if the Packers can make a statement without Rodgers and really assert themselves with that top team in the league. Checking in at number two, the Dallas Cowboys have a record of six and one, up three spots from the previous week. Um, again, I am impressed. Sunday night football, no Dak Prescott on the road, coming up with that win doing great stuff on defense to limit a high-powered Minnesota offense. This defense is the real deal, guys. This, this defense is, it is good. Like, it, it's not opportunistic. It's not kind of good. It's, it's starting to look really good. You're getting great stuff from Antonio, uh, not Antonio Brown, Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs and Mike, Micah Parsons is an absolute monster. Um, yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed by the way the defense played. And the offense made the plays they need to make at the times they needed to make them. That big play in the start off the second half with Cedric Wilson, uh, the toe tap at the end with Amari Cooper, that, that tough running uh, that put them into the red zone with, uh, you know, on, on that screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott where he split the defenders, C.D. Lamb stepping up. Uh, he does have a bit of an ankle disinjury uh, injury that he's dealing with right now. So we don't know what his status for this weekend is. But the good news is Dak Prescott is back. Dak Prescott is looking good. He's in practices. They, they won the game that they were supposed to lose without their quarterback. So really, I could have justified putting them in the top spot. But in the top spot, I put the 7-1 Los Angeles Rams up one from last week. Um, you know, honestly, this Rams team has been doing everything right. I'm not going to hold that late Davis Mills comeback against them. Well, no, I will say this. The Rams have to tighten it up a little because they're falling for too many trick plays. They've fallen for too many onside kicks and fake punts and fourth down conversions. So the Rams need to uh, clean that up a little because – if they give up the plays that they gave up to the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, if they give up the plays that they gave up to Detroit Lions and Houston Texans to uh, to good teams, they'll find themselves losing it a game or two that they, that they shouldn't lose. Um, but yeah, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey have been amazing. Uh, the rookie Ernest Jones stepping up at linebacker looking really good. They're not regretting trading Kenny Young at all. And now they add Von Miller to that defense. Wow. 
<laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. You add Von Miller to a line that already has Aaron Donald on it. <laughs> Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. Yeah, no, it's it's not just that they they won in impressive fashion. It's not that they just uh, their only losses to the team that may very well be the best team in football, uh, though the Rams have claimed that spot this week. But it's also that they added a huge piece on top of it. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup's unstoppable. Daryl Henderson has proven his worth. Uh, you know what? This Rams team has it all. It's a complete team. They even have a punter that uh, is as good as any punter in the league and Johnny Hecker. Um, yeah. And they have earned this top spot. This isn't just a uh, by default. Uh, you know, the, it's if, if Arizona was if Arizona didn't lose, the Rams would, I would have to give some time to think whether the Rams overtook it. Just just by the addition of Von Miller and just by the fact that uh, outside of that week, they have done everything correct. All right, so new number one is the Los Angeles Rams. And, uh, yeah, that's the power rankings. Tell me what you think. Join the JMO for Real community. Comment on the show. And, uh, you know, let me know. Do, do, you, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do, would you tweak something? Is there something you feel like I left out? Um, you know, comment off of the show. I, I do have one other final thing to say, uh, another IDP awareness hi highlight. I love the fact, thank you, NFL, for using Darius Leonard and CJ Mosley to advertise for this game. You didn't put uh, uh, on the official advertisement where you put uh, one, one player from each team to represent them. Thank you. Like, seriously, thank you. You didn't go one quarterback and and one defensive player. You didn't go a quarterback and uh, you didn't go a wide receiver and a defensive player. You could have easily put Jonathan Taylor for the coach representative, but you put Darius Leonard. Thank you for doing that. You could have easily put Mike White for the Jets representative, but you put CJ Mosley. Thank you for that. I, as someone who loves the defensive aspects of the game, I love the fact that you, you are using uh, CJ Mosley and Darius Leonard as your poster children for this game. So thank you, NFL. And uh, thank you all for tune in, tuning in to the JMO for Real podcast and uh, for listening to the weekly Power Ranking show. Thank you all for who have been supportive during, uh, during this time. Thank you all who have rated us on Google and Apple. And if you haven't done so yet, give us that five-star rating on Google, Apple, uh, Google and Apple. Join the JMO for Real community on Facebook and uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, yeah, thank you all and um, have a great night. And just, just going back to uh, one of the more serious moments, remember, if you're going to be out drinking, have a driver. Please spare yourself what happened in the Henry Rugg situation. Be responsible and care about your fellow man. Thank you. Have a great night, guys.